So they, they also ask, uh, I've been wondering, is Firmastus in the northern or southern hemisphere? And uh, it's in the southern hemisphere. Uh, it's yeah. in the southern, there is a fairly large southern continent that Firmastus uh, resides mm. on. And that, uh, well, currently, um, there's been some, I mean, Ben can talk more, but there's, there's, in the, the previous history of the world, there's been upheavals mm. and things. Um, Yes, um, it is in the southern, the southern continent of the world. Uh, there are four, one, two, three, four major continent land masses. Five, if if we're approaching like an Australasia, like it's yeah. a big island. Is it big enough to be a continent? Mm, maybe. Um, and so, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot in the world. The southern continent has a lot of history. All my worlds have had... I, I, this is a game, I, I think I've said this previously, that this is a game that I have been running for about 10 to 15 years now, I think. This like, world is I, developed. Yeah, this is a world that I started, um, like, straight out of high school uh, and have had people playing in this world yeah. for most of that time. And because of that, uh, it has developed quite a lot. Um, the area that the DN Doctorate's crew are playing in. Um, nobody has played in that area for some time, but I also, a group came through this area and then I said, okay, great. I'm going to advance time 500 yeah. years since that group came through or something like that. And I kind of just extrapolated things. I also played... Uh, oh, hang on. Um We've lost my my video and Ben's video off the stream. Um, oh, us. weird. Hmm. There we go. Now we're back. Excellent. <laughs> cool. We cast invisibility. Nope. Now we're gone again. Yeah. Sorry, my right. dude. Uh, carry on. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Are we here? Are we back? Yep. Okay, we're back. Um, yeah. So I played the Quiet Year with a group of friends. Um, who had played through D&D in that area in my world. And we did, uh, like, the quiet century mm. where we played mm -hmm. through, like, a hundred years in that world of, like, stuff happened over this hundred years. Here is what this happened <laughs> this year, this happened this year. <laughs> Dragons just come through with, it's um, trying to remind you you're a podcast. We're not a stream. We're not allowed to have faces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that that like developed the world and got us to where we are now. Um, I forgot what was there more to that question. No, I mean that the thing is actually that there is a world map. It's just um, we haven't really shared it. One because Ben hasn't officially named everything, mm. and also because our players don't know about all of the world. Um, Yes. Which is obviously a recurring and theme in Meredith's mm -hmm. character, especially. Actually, um, this is an excellent mm. uh, point. 
I I need to go back and rename some things mm. because when I created the original version of this world uh, 10 to 15 years ago, like when I was in my very late teens, my early 20s, I just straight up named things after other pop culture stuff. Mm. Um, bec- and I need to go back and make them more... Uh, appropriate for my own IP as opposed to named after other things. Yeah. Like, they have changed and developed and I have have rewritten things, but, like, oh, this continent, like, this country or this town is named after this other thing. Um, Which doesn't... I don't Mm. own, so I shouldn't be using that. And that's that thing of, like, when you go from something being a home game to being a piece of content um and i think it's something that people sort of don't realize about content creation in general is that you can't steal stuff from anywhere else anymore you can in a home game Mm. it's not going anywhere you can call someone Mm. i don't know trying to think of something like you call something i mean dracula's probably an exception because like copyright and creative commons and usage and stuff but it's inspector obi-wan crusoe like you couldn't you can't just do that yeah yeah um, so, you might be able to guess who this question's from. Uh, who's your favourite player character, uh, and can you tell us why it is absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, American? <laughs> Hi, Joe. We miss you. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is for yeah. Ben, I guess, because it's hard for us as players to... Uh, to I? That's like asking you to have a favourite child. That's not fair. I mean, I can tell you my... Actually, no, um, I can't name my favourite player character, but it's not one of the core three. It's, it's like one of the kobolds, because there is only one mm. choice now. When you can only play, when your entire thing is you can only use one word, that is a choice you made. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sneak is. Sneak. It's pretty great. Sneak. I mean, I guess actually, if we're talking about players that aren't our own, um, I do really like Susie, obviously. Um, Mm, you know, Susie Methuselah. Yeah, yeah. like <laughs> Susie brings an energy that. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> Su- Susie brings an energy that just none of the other players can really touch on. I don't think, which is good. So it, it just—it's a very nice like counterpoint to sort of what we already have going on. Um, yeah. Yeah. I I cannot pick. There are some great characters in all the games that we've had so far. Well, um, what about then? Could you say, of the players, do you have a favourite one that we mm-hmm. play? Like... Okay, like like a favourite Ka- character. Yeah, favourite Kate, Kate, Kate character, player, favourite character, favourite okay. character. Because then you're not you're not playing favourites between the players, which is, I know what you're trying not to do. Mm. But that, like, idea mm. of... Um, I have to say, Kate, for you, it is your... Uh, Russian accented mum energy kobold trying to hold everything together while still being a kobold yeah, yourself. That's fair. I think me and I think uh, when it was Brooklyn and I just being <laughs> a bit ridiculous, <laughs> that that became fair. That's that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for Ross, I think Ross has, has fewer mm. characters as well. Mm. Um, I think it has to be Harold. 
uh, I really like Harold. I, I I do like the like di- the dichotomy of a barbarian who mm. is afraid of things. Mm. That's really fun and interesting. Uh, but I think I've got to know Harold a lot more. Um, yeah, I mean Harold's kind of like a puppy, you know. I I think, um, which kind of helps in a in a show where like we need to like think of reasons why we have to explain stuff. So someone who's excited about things all the time is sort of, you know, useful. I think in that. Although regard. I, if I if I could change your passive perception, that <laughs> might be. I was going to say, like, I, I almost like I almost feel like I like your um your kobold more than Harold because. Harold's passive perception and things like that. It's too much of yeah, a, it's too it's much from of a, a, a get out of jail free actually, okay, on occasions yes. where I'm just like, oh, bugger. Like mm, that's, that's from, there's no, there's, from, there's goes. And it's not you, it's the, yeah. it's the stats. And you're like, oh, well, of course Harold spotted it. From well, a, okay. From a listener perspective, yeah. I like Harold. From a DM perspective, I like yeah. your kobold. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's um, there's definitely there's more there's more space to be like surprised. I think. Um, yes. By... Also, like the it's kobolds are great fun because they're just so naive about the yeah. rest of the world, yeah. and so everything, even mundane things, I get to describe in sort of strange, mm. like perpendicular, parallel ways to what I'm actually trying to describe. Yeah. Um, what? Joe. For J- Meredith or Snake? Or did, did, did Joe play mm. in the game that Ross DM'd? Well, I played Anne. She. Uh, yeah, so she, so she played yeah. Emma, who oh, yeah. was actually the, the ranger. Right. Mm. Or MR, Mara, maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, she, yeah, I mean, those are all fun characters as well. I mean, we just haven't gotten to know them as well. Um, mm. Okay, what about uh, flip it onto mm. you two? Um, do you is there a character that I have played that you have liked? So I think there's two of them. Mm. We have my uh, like super happy, cheerful uh, sorcerer boy. Um, yeah. The like half celestial kind of guy. Uh, or my dad bard. Yeah, the dad bod was was interesting. I do I do like um yeah, the super happy sort of celestial. I, I I like I like him because he is a university character. Like he's he he is that guy who you're like, wait, does anyone know him? Like what but they're always there somehow, you know, it's like um see so I did yeah, it, see, I do enjoy I, that. I struggle with because I don't think I've actually played with both of them. So I'm mm biased then because I've not really experienced mm. one but I always think that for, like because you craft your pe- your en- your core NPCs in such a way that they are functionally characters that could be played by themselves I don't actually feel like that like those aren't the characters I would mm. go to for you because yeah someone like you're thinking Gore, about like Mike- Gore. Gore, Michael Bonin like Nora, some of these characters who we've seen a bit. I mean, I don't know. Raymond probably has a stat block, right? Like, or if he, like, so there are characters. It's a simple yeah, one. But like, there are characters that you play that have stats. Where I sit there going, well, mm. those are characters that you play. It's just that because we play so collaboratively anyway, mm. I don't know that your PCs are the ones that I think of. 
so much. Mm. Like that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I've said it before. You know, I, I really like Nora because just because she is a little bit of a like a mystery, I suppose. Um, I like. Um, I mean, I like all of my my office crew. Mm. Like you've given them their little intricate personalities that, but they all make sense that they would get along okay in an office. Like, you know, yeah. um, Dragon has said, you know, what's your favorite things about the favorite thing about each character? I mean, that's that's a lot for Ben to probably have to do just because I have like five. <laughs> so it's probably not fair to be like, I have two kobolds and this and this and this. There's Trillis and there's this one. And it just might be a bit. Um, She's an enigma wrapped in a mystery, is the answer, Paul. Um, she's an enigma wrapped in a mystery. Um, Nora, that is. Uh, so it's probably a bit unfair because not all of us have the same number of characters. So, for example, with the Shut Up and Write crew, Joe still plays Meredith, mm. where I play Trillis, who is completely mm. Yes. So much as I love that as an idea, yeah. I get more compliments that way. And no, we are not doing that here. There is, no, there is no compliment bomb. I mean, no. it could flip back around and I just get compliments for all the NPCs. I mean, okay, hang like. on. We can do that. Give me a second. No, that's, no, no. It's too many. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, let's, let's, let's move on and save everyone the, uh, okay. <laughs> save everyone the blushes here. Um, so actually the question here, re-listening to the Session Zero episode, mm-hmm. I couldn't help but wonder, did Frank the dog exist in the world or was he made up on the spot just to complete one of the scavenger hunt items? Uh, so yes, earlier on in the show, we did a lot more on the spot world building just to flesh things out and take the load off of Ben. And yes, I did make up Frank just so that we could complete the scavenger hunt. Um, but it kind of, at the same time, it was it, it wasn't just the idea of like, the scavenger hunt, I think we were trying to sort of give character to the university and the idea that mm. the VC has a dog that lives on campus that everyone knows is like, it was just a little thing that made the campus a little more interesting as well. So it, while it did serve the scavenger hunt, mm. you know, I did, I did have like a slightly higher motive in that. And, you know, when we created places like Beastie Burger, that, that was all kind of like collaborative yeah like it, well. it was kind of it was kind of just as a group trying to be like okay what kind of world do we want this to be ultimately mm. and then so give, when, give when we ben started base, basically when we started i was very clear with my players that i like the improv rules of i know a place i know a guy like yeah. my character lives in this world we need to find somebody who knows about fishing I know a guy, and then we have a brief discussion about who is this person your character knows. What is the relationship that your character yeah. has with with them? What is a quirk like? What is a quirk that they have? And then I take that and I run with yeah. it. Yeah. Um, if I don't have something in mind in place, I am fully okay with players coming up with stuff that makes well, it was sense. Like within I the came world. up with the idea of the um, the the lonely planet travel guide, right? That I gave Meredith. Because it made sense that those things exist. Because people travel. Mm. And it makes sense that there would be books that would help people know how to what other cultures would be like. So they didn't just go and put their foot in it. Right? Yeah, especially mm. in those times, right? Where information travelled slowly. Yeah. I mean, a book like that would be essential, yeah. basically. I mean, like, 
they they would give pamphlets to soldiers from the US traveling to like to Britain during the war like here's how you speak to the Brits like don't yeah, do something bad like, it just makes sense that for some of those things that those things would exist so I think a lot of it we've done mm-hmm. bits of that along the way as well yeah I mean I think we had a great uh, like pre pre-session jam collaborative world building where we just came up with alternate titles for all the line the witch in the wardrobe like that all was of those so dumb and i loved it so much <laughs> yeah that was joe and i having to come up with versions of the line so this so shamani was talking about um having like they use parody and you can absolutely do that by the way to to not dodge mm. copyright but like to to sort of be referen- referential but without stealing. And that's what we did with those, was mm-hmm. we had, like, the mm. the uh, the golden bench, or I don't remember, like, the platinum... Oh, I can't remember what they were. I wrote them down. The platinum, platinum table. table, which was the silver chair yeah, the- from the Chronicles of Narnia, right? Like, so we came, we went through all of yeah. the different yeah. things and created versions of them because mm-hmm. it was dumb and it was fun. And why not? Um, all right, I have created a new custom reward because <laughs> I cannot be stopped. Um, I also am definitely going to bump that number up to more than that now. What have you done, Kate? Nothing. What have you done? Oh, no. That's fine. I feel it coming. It's, it's up, up to chat to find, and they will. Um, because I believe in chat. I'm actually going to change that to this as well. Let's have yeah. another question, Ross. Yeah, so this one uh, is quite a fun one. So during the solo uh, arc with Potential, mm-hmm. um, Ben and Kate briefly talked about how science students are the ones that end up carrying weird stuff. Uh, so as students, what were the weirdest things that you carried? I'm going to go last because I suspect mine will be the yeah, weirdest. Yeah, you were a biohuman. Uh, That's not fair. Um, yeah. I mean, I... See, as a student, that's a different question because it wouldn't have been my science stuff. It would have been the fact that I was a st- on student union would have been more of an impact. So I ended up with like rolls of gaffer tape and like random stuff that you would need for setting up events and things like that that were not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know you need a lot more points, Lauren. I'm not singing on stream for nothing. Jeez. <laughs> There's a rule. <laughs> We're gonna have to stream um, more to get them up to the thing. Um, I, I with somebody else carried a homemade pokey yes. stop across mm. campus to set up for an event. That like you could hit it and it spun. Um, back when Pokemon Go had just come yeah. out and we mm. were like weighing that like anime stuff. Um, yeah, posters and those kinds of things. Nothing actually like. Su- There's not a lot of weird physics stuff that you get to move around and do. I I, I did have some like sensors I went out. Yeah, and I was gonna say like with, slides, but... samples of gold nanoparticles in solution. Like that was just yeah. Like that was less weird on the campus and in the parts of the campus I was on. I think. Yeah. 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 Whereas for me, like you name a. Uh, you name something that could have come from or within a human body, I guarantee you I've carried that through campus at some point. Uh, I've carried all sorts of like, I mean, so to context, to to preface this, when you carry like uh, bacteria and viruses around, you have to basically contain them three times. So you've got like the actual tube, the backup tube, 
and then there's like a box and then there's like an esky with ice so like carrying that kind of stuff around like always gets looks because you have to have the big old biohazard mm. sticker on there um uh yeah just like all sorts of random weird biology stuff um that's the kind of weird stuff that i would carry around um like carrying around like gels and stuff uh was always kind of nerve-wracking because if you wanted to image them but you had to image them somewhere else the gels are quite fragile if you um break them which was always kind of annoying yeah um yeah um and often like i would have to go between uh campuses and stuff so i would be carrying all of this on the bus which was always a real pain because you'd get on the bus with your esky with the biohazard sticker on it and stuff and just be sort of like <laughs> actually that's very prob- <laughs> trying to hide it from I everyone i probably yeah. carried liquid nitrogen and dry ice around campus a lot more than i think than i've ever thought about uh, yeah. um, mm-hmm. but i was also a science, like, I was a science a communication student for like two years of my seven six seven years of study so eight years whatever um like yeah, and exactly, like like Loza says, um, they build a mm. collapsible castle with a drawbridge for one of their undergrad teaching units. Like, there's... Like, I've built a whole bunch of a bunch of catapults. Like, there's a catapult there behind me. Like, you know, it's not... Yeah. Uh, the civil engineering students always had the coolest stuff, in my opinion, you know, because they were always carrying around, like, weird constructions and yeah. stuff. Or, like, when I was doing electrical engineering or, like the art or whatever. Students. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, like uh, those kind of... But I guess that's just because it was unusual to me. I mean, I suppose to them, the kind of stuff I was carrying was interesting. It's just the thing you don't know is always the coolest, mm. isn't it, I think? Yeah. But yeah, probably, like, and now that I think about it, probably gold nanoparticles is the, like, funnest thing. But definitely, like, kind of weird stuff. Broom... Broomsticks for Quidditch? Does that count isn't as that weird? Just a, like, a pole? <laughs> like, <laughs> isn't that just a stick? <laughs> got a foam bit on the end okay. usually uh also there was uh i took part in i helped there's a what's it called there's like a, a sport you can play which you all have foam mm-hmm. weapons um and it's a cross mm. between like sword craft and rugby which may actually be my inspiration mm. for monkey now that i'm thinking about it um but like it's a it's a pseudo sport in the way that like Quidditch is a sport um, where like oh, they careful. have like leagues. Someone and will things. be really mad in the chat that Quidditch is a sport. We're gonna have jocks show up. I, I mean, sp- sp- the definition of sport yeah. is pretty pretty loose. Yeah, annoyingly loose actually. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, it, Congratulations on recently airing your hundredth episode. Uh, yeah, actually, we, we really haven't made a big deal out of that, but we did. We, we yes. got to hundred episodes. Yeah, which actually, is that is a lot. That's right. So that's a fair shout. Drag it is. It is now called yeah. Quadball because they wanted to distance it from um, a certain person who shall mm-hmm. not be named on the internet. Uh, of course, um, yeah, she, that she makes shall sense. Not be named, okay. Shall not be yes. named on this channel. Yeah, okay. good to know. I, I yeah. it was not called that when I was back at campus, but good to know that it's changed. That makes sense. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, that's fair yeah. enough. Um, anyway, yeah, but, we did have a. We're yeah. past a hundred. We're, we're past a hundred. Well and truly past a hundred for the uh, mm. main story, and we're mm. like a hundred and twenty or something for just total track. One hundred and fifty-five total tracks. Yeah, so with including all the behind stuff. the scenes. Yeah. All so the specials. Ben, my question yeah. is: the like hundred and fiftieth or two hundred main story episode, do we get Battle of the Bards? We're at 106. We so really, do we, get do, we really do need to. 
We need to arrange that. Like, oh, so actually, so the question, the question is, it's, like, what have there been any yeah. standout moments from being part of Dungeons and Doctorates? And actually, these kinds of ideas are absolutely it. Like, it you cannot. What? So, Battle of the Bards is an idea we've had kicking around basically since the very start of the podcast. We were like, what if that was a Battle of the Bands, but it was like I mean, fantasy, and we just got people to send in songs but, they've written, and like we just like. I mean, I parodied, you know, uh, I parodied the Wellerman on another stream um, with Cthulhu as a thing. So nice. it was like, soon may Cthulhu come. And yes, they, like I changed all the words around. That sounded good. It's fine. It's still upright. Um, <laughs> so I guess the funny thing is something that a lot of people might not know is that about half the music you listen to on the podcast is composed mm. by me. Um, I say that because it's on a loop, not because I actually compose like three three yeah. hours of music. But like, yeah, every season I've actually composed a new theme tune that is the first song you hear every episode yeah. is normally the one that I wrote. Um, and there's another one that was for season one. Uh, so yeah, if you actually noticed there was a change between season one and two on the first music track that starts every episode, as long as it's a calm episode, if it's like yeah. not a calm episode, then that's the YouTube music that I yeah. pick. But yeah, the calm loop half of that is written by me just because it's fun. Um, so yeah. There's also a couple themes that we bring back mm. for certain yeah. events or characters. Like oh, Mr. Yeah. Red mm, he has a has, theme. Yeah. has a theme yeah. as well. Um, every now and then I throw in music that you would recognize maybe as well. That's still um, royalty free and like free use and all that, but just like little Easter eggs every now and then, uh, which is fun. But um, that, I mean, there have been so many cool moments. I mean, honestly, just um, getting to be part of a team that just creates awesome stuff in general mm. has just been the most awesome part. Like, um, it's just a lot of fun to actually like. Um, like I'm, I'm a, in, in real life. I'm, I'm like a bit of a dreamer, you know. Like I always have these grand ideas, and it's been hard for me to find people through my life who are passionate enough to like stick with me and do it and really create something. So I've had so many ideas that have just like come and gone because I just couldn't get people to be as enthusiastic as I am. Whereas with the Indoctrates, you know, we all came together. We're all big nerds. Um, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like. At the end of the day, like Ben had this vision and we were all totally on board with it. And, you know, we've stuck with it for like, what, 100 episodes now? Like most podcasts don't get past episode 15. So, uh, yeah, you know, for me, that's just been the most awesome part. It's really the collaboration that has spawned all of those moments that are just like, we still have so much fun every episode. Uh, well, you mostly. know, when we record. <laughs> like, I, I look forward to... I yeah, mean, my I mean, character well, I my character's had session, massive amounts you know. of emotional crap, so, like, enjoying myself when I'm literally crying to to, to do some recording is not necessarily fun, but it's 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 good. Mm. It's, it's I think it's it's good creatively for all of us, um, which I think is good. Yeah. Um, I think if that's... If the question is basically what's the best thing that I think has come out of it, I cannot thank the Indoctorates as a whole... Um, both from Ben's perspective of getting me involved in it and from like what it has become and the enthusiasm of everybody for getting me 
into a community on the internet that is as wonderful as it is. So that is because mm. I went to PAX and met up with a bunch of people and some of them are lurking in the chat, some of them are not because they are currently streaming right now um, and therefore can't mm. be in two places at once. Um, but those kind of things have meant that I have gone from like my pocket of the internet being one type of thing um, right the way through to being able to do things like pitching for PAX panels for this year and looking at, um, you know, I'm now modding for a whole bunch of different streamers for different reasons. Um, last, in a couple of weeks, I'm back on um, Corsair's Cove for a, you know, mini um, arc thing that they're doing, playing teens in space. Like, there are things and opportunities that I wouldn't have had without Dean Doctorates and without people like, and I know there's at least one person in the chat who's been with us since basically day one, um, at mm. least one person. Um, and just to be yeah. able to say like, thank you to those people because we don't yeah, get I'm... to, like you don't get a hundred episodes in without an audience who want to listen. You don't get, yeah. I mean, you don't get to do this stuff without people who go, mm. No, this is a thing we want to listen to. This is a cool thing. I mean, like, Sharmini's not... I don't think Sharmini's mm. in the chat anymore, I think, because it's work day time for her, and that's absolutely fair enough. Um, but I never mm. would have gotten to have a chat with her and Simon and, and, like, the rest of the RP Geeks team without this podcast. So, without this stream. like Yeah. And I, I think, yeah. just to... I, I never would have imagined that, like, when we started uh, and I pitched the idea of the common room, I, I, I mean, I was kind of, like... I, I thought it would be cool, but I was like, ah, we'll put the we'll put the court questions out and we'll see how it goes. Like, I never actually imagined we would get enough questions to fill a one-hour podcast. Yeah. On a sort of two-monthly basis, like to have people who care about the show enough to do that is so awesome. Yeah. I mean, it it like it really makes recording worthwhile. And like, there are some weeks where you just really can't be asked to do anything, and then, but you still have to get a podcast out, right? Like, yeah, you do. Ben still has to edit it. <laughs> I I still. I still have to like, I still have to make sure it sounds good and put the music in and put all the breaks in and stuff like, because at the end of the day, like we, we care that you care. And so even, even when I, even when I really feel like I can't be bothered, I still do it because, because I know that when it goes out, people will appreciate it. And like to, to be part of something like that is really cool. Yeah. It's, it's super like wholesome. Also, I'm just gonna just gonna call this person out because they're in the chat being self-negging and no, you know that you are the person who has been with us since the beginning. None of that like mm. that being snarky about how you send in too many questions. No, we love that. We would rather that you had mm. had a million questions and that we had questions to answer and that you were as enthusiastic about this silly little show that we decided to do as we are when we play it. Like, thank you. Yeah. I don't know. How to- <laughs> You know, you you did an entire yeah. stats breakdown, which is still on oh, our Twitter. Yeah, I love like, that. Yeah, I like, love that. Of every episode and how many dice had been rolled and who, how many successes and what? This is where we discovered that Potentia's the tank. Like, <laughs> this is not, you know, mm, yeah. it is down to the yeah. community. And I think also just beyond that, I really want to shout out all of the guests we've had on the show. Like... Um, yeah, there absolutely. is honestly nothing more I enjoy than someone new coming onto the show and just getting to play with someone I've never met or or only know through the mm. internet, you know, uh, and, and getting to sort of play with them and just enjoy some, like, 
everyone plays differently and every time we get a guest we get to like interact with this whole different person who has their own way of approaching everything and it's so much fun just to like enjoy this stupid game that like involves like throwing dice and you know just putting numbers on a piece of paper yeah. to like to interact with people all over the world because of that is like it's so dumb that we get to do this honestly it is the good kind of dumb though just for clarity it's the good kind yeah. of dumb not yeah. the bad kind of dumb <laughs> yeah ben yeah. while, while yeah. you're here do you want to shout out anything to the community just while i'm like you know making clips about how grateful we are <laughs> for everybody oh just just i mean firstly you my players for sticking with me for like hey ben has this weird idea about playing D&D and it's going to have some science content in it and it's going to be a bunch of nerds yeah. doing D&D at the university that sounds like fun let's stick let's do that and then like actually coming along with me and doing it um, you know couldn't have done it without uh, your enthusiasm and your professionalism and time management skills <laughs> Sorry. <and> editing abilities <laughs> Uh, you know, someone to, to kick us up the butt and get us, mm. you know, in gear for certain things and getting edits done and just so much. Uh, I mean, like long conversations into the night about character development and world building mm. um, and many, many page backstories <laughs> and just, you know, love all of that. And then um, to the, our audience, our community, uh, that have been with us since the beginning or have joined us more recently and passionately listened to episode after episode and just binge them because there's, you know, uh, 106 episodes, 25 special episodes and 17 common room episodes. Wild. Like, that is mm. wild. Yeah. If, if each of those is an hour long, that's 155 hours. Let's, let's say it's like 120 hours, More. 130 hours, because realistically, not all of them mm. are an hour. But like, yeah, it's still loads. Like, yeah. absolutely. It's so much content. Yeah. Um, like, it's multiple seasons of shows. It, it's if you if you were to like watch it and something else. Um, yeah. Yeah, and and I think. I think even if we didn't have an audience, we would still be making the show because we have so much fun making it. Mm. But having an audience that enjoy the content really brings a sense of mm. fulfillment. Yeah. That like, oh, people do like this stuff that we're doing. Mm. Uh, and the people that we've met along the way, like um, going to PAX last year and meeting people who I've interacted with, who I never would have interacted with if it hadn't been for this show. Yeah. Uh, and making those friends, you know, making those connections for yeah. more of more things in the future, more projects, more like it's, I've loved D&D &D for a no, long time. No, really? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the fact that I now get to do it and have people listen to it and enjoy it and that it has led me to other opportunities for creativity. It's, yeah, I am just so incredibly uh, grateful and to think, like to think about how many people listen to the episodes and how many uh, people across the world who I've never met have now listened to 
over a hundred hours of my voice. Uh, it's just insane. I mean, I don't even like my voice. Why the hell are you all listening to me? What's going on? No, that's incorrect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, just, just me doing <laughs> s- silly little character voices yeah. and just... It's, it's wild. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, stick with us because obviously we still have plenty of story to tell uh, and plenty more guests uh, to come on the show. Like, if you want to be a guest on the show... Do not think it rude to ask. We genuinely don't mind if people are like, hey, I'd love to be on the show. Uh, It's actually... Yeah, we um, can't always guarantee it'll happen because it's to do with time zones and timings and things. It's not that we don't love it. Like, There's a whole bunch of people Mm -hmm. that like, I am trying actively to get on the show who have expressed interest. It's just about when we record and when they're available. Um, There are some beautiful beans Mm -hmm. who are like, I want to, but also it's two in the morning when you record. And I'm like, valid. Don't, yeah. please don't stay up till yeah. two in the morning yeah. for me. That's th- please don't do that. That's mm-hmm. that's some silliness. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Also, uh, for those who are going to PAX in Melbourne in October, you will see at least two out of the three of us there. Ross is not coming down from Brisbane because apparently Melbourne's too cold. No. Uh, but I will be heading back over, Fair. and uh, Ben and I will both be there. Yeah. I live in Melbourne, so I'll be there. Uh, yeah. you know. I would. I would love to go to PAX. Uh, hopefully soon. Uh, just this year, it wasn't. Uh, wasn't on the cards, but if there is a mm-hmm. Brisbane thing, um, I'm, I'm keen. To uh, go. Apparently, Fate's uh, group are going to Supernova, so you could go hang out with them. Uh, yeah, so that's all cool. But yeah, um, we will be there. So if people are going, do let us know. We don't. We're not necessarily planning a meetup because that seems weird to me. That like, no. yeah, I don't um, think we have enough people locally necessarily who. I mean, if 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 I am Please wrong, tell us. Yeah, like, tell we'll us. We'll do it. But yeah, yeah. Send tweet. If there are people who are like, we will, we want to meet you. We'll definitely come to a meetup. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, but yeah, like we will be there. It's not like we won't be around. Um, I know that I'll be. I've got like eight different groups of people that were like, you're coming to hang out with me. I'm like, okay, crap. Um, but yes, we will be there. We are in discussions about whether we're going to pitch a panel, but we'll see how that goes. Um, mm. Yes, we'll be there. Um, We are also going to start in our podcast um, shouting out some other science-based podcasts Hmm. um, just because there are some other beautiful beans doing some other beautiful work and we're kind of going to do a swap of promo stuff. So if you do hear us talking about any of them, Hmm. please go have a listen because they're beautiful beans too and we love them. Um, I, for example, one of them is streaming right now and I'm working in his chat uh, and I would go bounce us over there, but... I think he is actually doing the Pomodoro, like, working stuff today. Mm-hmm. Looks like it. Sorry. Oh, he's gra- he's doing writing a grant application. We're not going to go bomb his chat. That's not fair. <laughs> that is yeah, incredibly unfair. Um, so we're not going to yeah. go and do that and make Sam's brain explode. But um, if you do want to, like, we, we you often find in our um, list of, like, who we follow and stuff and who follows us, there's people who are lurking, mm. who are good humans, good eggs, um... So you should check them out as well. We live in a golden age of just like incredible content and people making it. So yeah, um, support each other. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Where? Nope, I'm not seeing you on stream. But there's a there's a song yeah. from a Disney branded musical franchise that I was mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. mentally singing there. Um, so I think we're going to wrap it up soon then on that yeah, note because that is a great note so. to finish on. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.